Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the J. Rolden Speaks podcast. If this is your first time here, this is a session where we talk about poetry, I share some stories, and I give you some words of encouragement. Like I said, if this is your first time, I want to encourage you to get some AirPods, some earphones, some headphones, whatever it is that you use to listen to music. I promise you the experience is so much better. Alright, so I know we're a few here, this is good, because I want to actually speak to all of us that actually have gone through some really hard times and ironically this is the Christmas season and there's a lot of people that are actually hurting out there and there's a lot of relationships that are being broken there's a lot of things that you know most of us actually are going through currently right now so whatever it is that you're going through I don't know what stage of life you're in I don't know what walk of life you're in I don't know what it is that you do for a living but I want to encourage you to stay and I want you to listen to these words because even if you're not a fan of poetry I promise you, what you're about to hear tonight is going to be so uplifting, and I'm hoping that something in these poems will speak to you directly. Believe me when I say this, I used to not be a fan of poetry. I didn't see the practicality of it. I didn't see anything beneficial of it. But the more I actually like read some of these poems, and the more I actually listened to them, and I let them just kind of sink into my heart, then the more I actually started noticing how much is, is changing, altering my life. So if it can change um, someone like me that used to be so cold hearted, that used to be so anxious, that used to be just thinking about like so many other things, except for just the compassion, the, shall we say, the patience and the peace that comes from reading these poems, then I know it can also speak to you. All right. So stick around. Let me entertain you just for just for a few minutes, and hopefully these words will speak to you as much as it does to me. If you know anybody that is actually needing some words of encouragement, maybe you need, maybe you know somebody right now that has gone through some really really tough times, or maybe they're go- currently going through a heartbreak. I want you to tell them about this place. I want you to share this live with them because you never know. This might speak to them as much as you think, right? So. Why don't you go ahead and press that like button, share this live, and while you do that, I'm going to drink some water because I just came off a two-hour conversation with uh, a family member, and so my throat is a little bit dry right now, but I just want to, once again, I want to dedicate this podcast right now to all of you that have gone through some really broken-hearted times, and I promise you, whatever it is that you're feeling right now, it will pass, and you are just going to feel so, 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 so... overwhelmed with peace right because you know that you're not going to be alone right you know that this isn't you're not the only one that has gone through some really really tough times it may feel like it right now you may think that there's never an ending to whatever it is that you're feeling but i promise you if you just hold on to the warm memories of whoever you hold dear in your life then those current feelings that you're feeling are going to pass away. They're just temporary. Trust me. They're not defining you whatsoever. All right? So stick around. Listen to this. And I hope that it will speak to you. All right? All right, guys. Listen to this. The first poem that I want to read tonight is one by, of course, one of the most amazing poets that have ever existed. His name is Pablo Neruda. And he wrote a sonnet that is sonnet number 18. And 
want you to listen to this, okay? All right, I'm gonna do a five second countdown. I'm gonna start a new track. Get ready to listen to these words, all right? All right. Here we go. After this track ends and the next one begins, here we go. I like for you to be still. It is as though you are absent and you hear me from far away and my voice does not touch you. And it seems as though your eyes had flown away and it seems that a kiss had sealed your mouth. As all things are filled with my soul, you emerge from the things filled with my soul. You are like my soul, a butterfly of dream, and you are like the word melancholy. I like for you to be still and you seem far away. It sounds as though you are lamenting a butterfly cooing like a dove and you hear me from far away and my voice does not touch you. Let me come to be still in your silence and let me talk to you with your silence. This is bright as lamp simple as a ring and you're like the night with its stillness and constellations your silence is that of a star as remote and candid and i like for you to be still it is as though you were absent distant and full of sorrow as though you had died one word then one smile is enough and I am happy happy that it is not true Ladies and gentlemen, if you've never heard that poem before, welcome, because here's a poem that Neruda wrote about a woman, and her name is Matilda, okay? This was, Matilda was one of his dearest loves of his life, and, well, he compared her to the constellations, he compared her to the sea, he compared her to things that are relatively quiet, okay? Now, here's what he's trying to say. Even though he is like telling her that I would like for you to be still, in reality, at the end of the poem, he actually says, I'm happy, I'm happy that it's not true. Because 
if he's able to compare her to these magnificent and beautiful sceneries, right? When they are somewhat still and not talking back, can you imagine what she will be like and how he'll talk to her and treat her when he when she does interact with him? It's this mutual connection that he has with her that cannot be replaced, even though he can compare her to so many beautiful things in this world, like the stars, right? I mean, how many of you have actually looked at the stars one night when it's just like no clouds and you can see all of the constellations? It's magnificent, right? It's almost like unbelievable. But if somebody is able to describe you in that same beauty, and yet he says, I am happy that it's not true. Basically, he would rather have these live constellations of you with him right now. Right? He wants to be with you. He wants to basically like harness the magnificent amazing power that you possess and also the presence right you being there for them loving them caring for them these are all incredible traits of what it means to be a woman by the way all right obviously i'm not one of y'all but you understand what i'm trying to say here right like you have a magnificent quality that a man usually has a little bit of a different exhibition, shall we say, manifestation, right? Don't get me wrong, like men, we definitely share and exhibit and display our affection, but we do it in a very different way, right? Ours is more of like providing, protecting, right? These are like true affections of men. If you ever wonder how a man feels about you, pay attention to how he defends you, how he maintains your reputation among his friends, among his family, perhaps people that you and you don't give along, get along with. Pay attention to how he talks about you. See, this is our way of showing our true devotion and affection for you. You know what's another way that men actually like show their devotion to you? Is by the way they are willing to listen and forgive you. Now, when I say this, I mean forgiveness is also reciprocated on us, okay? But a man that understands the truest lesson of life, which is forgiveness, will always display a heart of kindness, a heart of patience, because he is trying to establish peace. Ladies, don't tell me, don't tell me you don't long for peace. I know you have gone through some hard times. You've encountered some jerks out there that like have totally deceived you, that have hurt you, that have been so many ways that abuse can be defined. Peace is what we both long for, and especially men. You see, beauty is fleeting, and charm is deceptive. But a woman that 
pursues truth in its purest form, that's the one that you should be praising. That's what a man wants. He wants a woman of peace. A woman that offers him peace. That maintains the peace that he wants to provide. Sure, you might be gorgeous. You might get thousands of compliments about how you look like every day. And sure, you might be a hard worker and you might be intelligent and you might have like all of these offers and job offers and promises made by places and people. Sure. Good qualities, good qualities, good characteristics, good for you. But at the end of the day, are you at peace? You see, we can think that peace is there. Right? We can think that, oh man, I got so many job offers. Oh man, I got so many compliments today. Right? Look at my body. Look at my hair. Look at my face. But in the end, those things don't matter if you know that the person that is saying those things to you isn't the one that you know offers peace to you. They won't offer peace to you. Because you yourself don't want that. Can't see that. Right now, a person that wants all of the attention, all of the compliments, all of the success. They really don't want peace. They just want instant glorification, which is always temporary. Always temporary. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? Like, this applies to men, too. Men can be very, very easily deceived with comp being complimented by someone, right? Being, you know, awarded by the achievements and the successes that they've done, by the accomplishments at their work, right? Maybe they got a promotion. Maybe they built something. Maybe they did something. Men can be deceived with thinking that that's it that's what that's i have reached my epitome of the day <laughs> i have reached what it means to be a man of the day but when we come home and we realize that we're alone or we don't have someone that actually like compliments us that embraces us that respects us that asks us how was my day that doesn't want to sit down and just chill with you and just see how you're doing I don't care what thousands of other people have said to me I don't care about those compliments. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I totally appreciate and, and thank each and every one of you that have said some really nice things to me. But in the end, 
I'd rather come home to a woman that I gave my heart to. I want to share this little piece of information to all of you. If you have any uncles, if you have any male cousins, if you have any sons, if you have any little brothers or siblings, tell them these, this next piece of advice. And I say this to my own son, by the way. To all young men, invest in three major categories in your life to your person about your, regarding your personality okay this is investing in your personality number 1 is invest in learning how to be honorable what does that mean learn to tell the truth learn to not cut corners learn to manage your tongue right that means like learning to not be angry at least not quick to be angry and say words that are not going to be reactionary but are more filled with wisdom Which brings me to the second most important advice for young men out there. Learn to pursue truth. And when I mean truth, I mean like things that are wholesome for your, for your soul, for your mind, for your heart. Learn to pursue truth because in that pursuit, you're also learning to never give up. You're also learning to be persevering. You're also learning to learn how to go and overcome the obstacles a man that is constantly wanting to learn is a man is th that man is truly a leader he is truly a guy that wants to pursue peace in his life see when you gain knowledge right and by the way there's some garbage knowledge out there and by all means you're probably going to get exposed to that but with truth like like absolute purified truth you'll learn to discern and separate the garbage from the good content in this day and age especially with our internet access you guys know exactly what i mean there's a bunch of garbage out there even on platforms like this which is one of the reasons why i'm doing these lives because i want people to be exposed to wholesome content Lord knows we don't have enough of this. And I know there's thousands of people out there, if not millions of people out there that need this stuff. Right? We need to hear content that is edifying, that is building. There's so many people that have been hurt by others. And you know what? I don't even blame those other people. Why? Because 
they probably learned their garbage from somebody else's garbage. It's a, it's a reoccurring reciprocation of constant garbage. It reminds me of a of an episode from Futurama. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Futurama, but there's <laughs> there's an episode in Futurama where Earth was going through this global crisis, pollution. They had too much garbage everywhere. So what do they? What's the genius idea that they had? Well, they're gonna roll it up into this ginormous ball, and then they're gonna launch it into space. And guess what happened at the end of that episode when they launched it into space? They were successful. They built the rocket, took this piece of garbage of Earth, right? Like like all the garbage you can think of, all the pollution. <laughs> they took it into space. And guess what happened? A few minutes later, there was a ball of garbage, another ball of garbage that crashed into Earth. And it turns out that the previous generation thought about the exact same technique and they also launched their garbage. And by the time it made a full rotation back to Earth, <laughs> their garbage came back into Earth. And so it's never ending. Do you see what I'm trying to say here, y'all? Like, garbage only comes from garbage. Filth only comes from filth. Evil only comes from evil. You cannot blame something on someone else if they were already filled with bad qualities. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sure, there are some responsibility there. But in the end, those bad things were learned from someone else. And so, pursuing truth absolute purified truth, something that is wholesome, will edify you, will strengthen you. And that's what I mean earlier, like, you need to instill truth in your life and learn how to discern when not to consume things that are evil for you, things that are bad for you. And you know what? That same technique is used in relationships, unfortunately. When you pursue truth, okay? When you pursue purified, edifying, glorified, impenetrable, evil-free truth, you will learn to find your worth in that truth. And why is that important? Because now, you don't need to rely on another human being's approval of you. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not a sort of self-centered statement. You can still love somebody and be loved by someone. Even if you, even if your heart is in a constant growth and has been more influenced by wholesome truth you see the problem is is that especially I'm, and I'm speaking here strictly 
as as a man here, okay? See, men, unfortunately, tend to get their value from two specific areas. One of them being from a woman. Now, don't get me wrong, ladies. I know that sounds like a negative statement, but please hear me out. The problem is, is that men tend to deify, okay? Like, we, we, we basically try to, like, convert women into these deities, which means, like, godlike status. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? I want, I want everybody to be clear here, okay? That doesn't mean that a man can't treat a woman with, like, love, tenderness, respect, and, like, pure pursuit of passion, right? Like, I wholeheartedly believe that a man should pursue a woman. But a man has to be very careful with placing a woman as this like pedestal kind of godlike status because that's not what we are, y'all. And that goes with men. You should not put men in a godlike status, okay? But that means that women can't be that way either. Because what happens is, is that now you are placing your whole value and your worth and your time and your effort into that woman. And what happens? Well, something miscommunication happens or something doesn't happen. But, you know, I don't know. For whatever reason, she's just not interested in you anymore. And so what happens to that man? Well, they get distraught. They get brokenhearted. They get, you know, depressed, sad, and just kind of like unable to function, right? Like they just are people that are just... broken and so men have to be very careful with that which is why men have to pursue truth purified edifying truth because you will know a man will know his worth when he realizes that there is a definition, a definition of perfection that is not linked to a human being. Something superior, something far more lovable, something far more understanding, something far more comprehensive, something far more tangible even. I know that sounds like a, a little bit of, of an irony there because how can you love something that you can't like see or feel or hear, right? Like. See, we do this anyways, guys. <laughs> we do this anyways. We we place so much of our effort and time and, and money in the material things. Right? Some of us, like, spend it on, like, cosmetics. Some of us spend it on, like, materials like our houses our cars right some of us spend it on like vacation packages <laughs> right now it's good to have some recreation in your life right yeah i think it's good to relax once in a while right especially if you're a hard worker but you what you're slowly doing what's worse we are slowly doing is placing our value in those things because the moment that we lose them, 
or something happens like a fire hazard or you know an accident or something then we realize oh man now what what am i worth without that thing what am i worth without those cosmetics what am i worth without that car what am i worth without this house what am i worth without this person you see that's the wrong mentality you're already worth so much have you ever thought about this have you ever thought about like the world that we live in nowadays have you ever thought about this this earth have you ever traveled have you ever seen the alps at night have you ever been to the nordic northern lights have you ever seen those have you ever listened to the cliffs out in newfoundland or in the highlands right have you ever like listened to that wind have you ever seen the desert at night both in the atacama or in the sahara or in the gobi have you ever seen the himalayas when the sun is rising have you ever been to the falls in central africa in the amazon in central america have you ever been to the waterfalls here in the united states or even in the gorgeous gorgeous canada have you ever seen all of this incredible marvel and yet you live in it you live in this beautiful world you live in this magnificent place did you know there are kids in the united states that have grown in cities for all their life that they don't realize that there's actually like no country outside of <laughs> The, those walls those that cement in new york city there's a program where like the the city itself actually pays children to go and well i meant their families pays their families to go and go to the countryside there's programs that like has them like go do picnics outside of the city why? Because they don't want them to th only think that the city is the only place that they can live. <laughs> My brother actually housed a bunch of New York kids for a whole year because they were in that program. They never thought that there's another country outside of New York City. <laughs> you know what I mean? You see, we live in, once again, all these things that are man-made. Don't get me wrong, they're nice. It's good to have these things. The technology is nice, okay? It's good to be in communication, and it's good to have these facilities, you know, especially like hospitals and clinics and all these robotics and things that are going to, like, maintain the body in its peak estate, right? Peak state, I mean. But so what? All right, we got some pills, we got some surgeries, we got some procedures that will help you live longer for the best amount of time as possible. So what? Now what? What if 50 years from now, there was some kind of miracle pill that could help prolong your life another 20 years? What are you gonna do? 
Are you just gonna sit there in your house and drive your car and you know go to these potlucks and parties and you know make yourself look even prettier or you know whatever so what what is it that you are realizing that is the most significant part about who you are all these things don't matter if it's not for edifying your soul intelligence is great and it's important to grow it the heart is great and it's important to nourish it but the soul is a place that is beyond those two realms and whether the science will ever agree with this or not there is such a thing as a soul this is what separates us from the plant and animal world we feel things different we experience things much different in such a profound way we are such an incredible species that can never be replicated there's no AI in this world that can ever mimic human beings and yes there are some scientists out there okay and I've actually interacted with many of them especially people that are into like robotics and AI it's fascinating research okay it's a fascinating research but don't get me but but make no mistake and none of them will answer this question because I've actually talked to a lot of them and, and none of them have been able and I haven't talked to a lot I mean there was probably about seven people that I actually talked to about AI and robotics but none of them will ever answer this question because they don't really care <laughs> they don't really care all they want to do is mimic a human being's reaction right like and their capabilities like like jumping running walking right standing sitting and responding right when you say hello you can program a robot to talk back to you right Right? Even our phones, by the way, have that capability, right? When you call out its name. I'm not going to say mine because, you know, otherwise the phone's going to start talking. But whatever system you use at your house, all of you guys know that there's an AI there. And it's like listening to you, right? And it's like wanting to interact with you because it's waiting for your command, basically. But that's all they do is they're reactors. They're not autonomous. They're not autonomous. They, they don't think and feel the same way we do. And you can never, ever imitate that. There's no algorithms in the world. Despite the movies that you watch, okay? Despite the literature that you might read, yes. Some people might say, oh yeah, we're getting really close. You know, you know how long people have been saying that? They've been saying that for decades. And you know who's one of the first novelists that have been criticizing that, by the way? His name is, is, is Isaac Asimov. Okay? Read his novels. He's such an incredible writer. Okay, he's a Russian novelist and he actually like tries to warn people about the dangers of AI. 
because in all of his stories, by the way, all of his stories, they're all fictional, by the way, all his stories, he's all, he always has like a robot as a protagonist, right? As a, as a hero. But this robot like actually like starts having these like dark thoughts and the robot becomes so autonomous that basically like it starts taking over human beings because human beings are going to be like a weaker species for robots. So therefore, what better way to protect human beings from themselves than a robot, right? A robot is able to compartmentalize its emotions because it doesn't really have them, right? It can react emotionally, but it can't produce emotion, right? You can't start something from nothing. That's not just that's not how logic works. Something comes from something. It can't come from nothing. Something can't come from nothing. <laughs> it's impossible. So an AI, as grand and as beautiful as and advanced as it can be, it will never imitate life. Because life has a soul that cannot be cloned, cannot be replicated, cannot be put into algorithms in a data bank. And by the way, all of you should know that my scholarly expertise is in media and in information design technologies, especially my own personal research, actually, for my institution is drone technology. I love that stuff. And I would go on for hours and hours talking about that, but I'm going to save it for another time. All I'm trying to say, y'all, is that we are such a precious, precious species. And all of this world was created for us to inhabit. All this was designed. We are worth something un There's no price. There's no price. There's no equivalent of what your worth is. That's how you know how much you're worth. You want to know how precious you are? Is when you even when you can't even put a number to it. Okay, Time Magazine and US Weekly and all of these other like GQ magazines and all these things, all these guys can come up with like, oh yeah, who's the worth, uh, who's the wealthiest human being on Earth, right? As if that was the value of a human being, <laughs> right? And I know what some of the some of you like trolls out there are gonna say right now. Oh yeah, you're just like envious because you don't have that money, <laughs> bro. Do you even know the? And by the way, I say this with great respect. Okay, like if you look at some of the most wealthiest, the, if you look at the top five wealthiest guys on earth right now, okay, and there's a woman in there by the way, but if you look at the top five wealthiest people on earth right now. Every single one of them. Mark my words. I want you to find that list, by the way. 
and find out their biography. Every single one of those people have personal issues that doesn't rarely that rarely gets talked about. And one of those main issues is relationships. Can you do you understand what is happening here? Like you would think that the wealthiest guy on earth wouldn't have a problem with a relationship. He can like just pick whoever he wants and that person is just going to like be with him because hey, he's got I'm pretty secure with that dude. I don't have to worry about my kids generation. I don't have to worry about their generation, right? You basically your lineage is like secure for the rest of like 500 years. But yet every single one of them has an issue and one of those main issues is relationship problems. They're not happy. They might be happy here, okay? Like don't get me wrong. I know exactly how it feels to be happy intellectually. When you are so driven by your research, when you are so driven by your work, trust me, you forget to eat. Mark my words. Ask any researcher out there. A lot of them actually forget to eat. Some of us actually lose pounds because we don't eat on a consistent basis. And by the time we eat, it's usually like little like portions because we want to get back to our work. Some of us actually even die because we get dehydrated because we forget to drink water. So we might be happy in here. And then there's others out there that are so driven by pleasure, right? That are so driven by pleasure that they feed those pleasures with all kinds of superficial things. And you guys know exactly what I mean by that, right? Drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever it is, all these things. You know what's so tragic about that last one that I mentioned? And let this be a warning to all young women and young men. That pleasure that you feel, that pleasure that you experience, It's temporary and you will feel absolutely alone and unsatisfied. And it's going to drive you insane because all this time you thought that that was going to satisfy your soul. But then you realize you just were intimate with somebody that was broken, just like you. You know what brokenness does? It only produces more brokenness. Brokenness cannot fix brokenness. 
that's illogical. Now, don't get me wrong. If you were broken, you can give advice to other people before they come become broken. And in that way, you can maintain their, you know, unbrokenness. <laughs> but you yourself cannot be unbroken. That doesn't mean that you still can't be loved, that you still can't be worth something. And that still doesn't mean that you cannot be restored. Those of you who don't know me, here's a little glimpse as to who I used to be. And I know it's going to seem a little far-fetched because the guy that you see here won't match what I'm going to describe in the next few sentences. I was a very critical man. Okay, criticized everyone, everything. And I truly thought that I was better than everybody else because I grew up overseas. I was born in Southeast Asia and grew up most of my life in the Middle East. And my heritage comes from Latin America. And I got to live in North America for most of my adult life. I've experienced and lived in Northern Africa and parts of Europe. I consider myself to be one of the most cultured men in this world. <laughs> and so, yeah, I criticize people wherever I went because I thought, man, you guys are so close-minded. How can you say about things about certain people? You're so close-minded. You guys suck. <laughs> and I'm putting it very lightly, by the way, okay? Because I no longer talk like that, okay? I no longer talk with, like, filthy words anymore. But I used to be very critical. I used to be very anxious. I was suspicious about everybody. I just thought, man, you are up to no good. This one time, let me share this little story. This is a side, side story right here. So I was visiting family in southern Chile. Okay, If you've never been to Chile, please go to Chile. It is so beautiful. It's such a beautiful landscape. It's so gorgeous there. I'm telling you, it's so gorgeous there. And there's this waterfall. Okay, It's called Salto de Laja. Okay? Salto de Laja. It's a, it's, a, it's a gorgeous waterfall. It's not huge, but it's big enough where it's like, wow. I want to take some pictures here, right? Like it's 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 gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous landscape. Gorgeous waterfall. And there's a bridge that you come across so that you can see the waterfall, okay? But I remember I was with my dad and some other family members and we stopped there to get some pictures and you know, enjoy the beautiful waterfall. And 
the moment that I got out, I just had this feeling as like, oh man, I don't really like this place, you know, like, oh, look at those guys, like, this place is dirty, look at those people, like, they're all just kind of like, Bleh. you know, like, just, once again, I was, I was very critical. <laughs> and I remember we were standing on the bridge and my dad was taking pictures and he had, my dad had this like really, really, really expensive camera. And I remember watching this dude from across the street and he was like, sort of like looking back and forth and you know he kept kind of like walking closer and stuff and i honestly thought he was going to steal my dad's camera right like that just i just i just knew like this guy was going to steal my dad's camera you know he was eyeing it or something you know and it turns out that this guy actually did come approach my dad and as he did, by the way, I got closer to my dad because I, I, I was, I was, I was like ready to bounce on this guy. Okay, I was ready to pounce on this guy because if he was gonna grab the camera and start running, I was gonna run after him. <laughs> but it turns out that he actually was from Argentina. He was a visitor, and he actually was asking my dad. And I know this is gonna sound like a strange request, but he was actually my, asking my dad if he could take pictures of him with his bike because. This guy was a like like a like a trekker. And if you guys don't know what trekkers are, they are guys that like basically just either go by a motorcycle or by a car, and they basically trek all kinds of countries. And that's what they do, right? Like I don't know what their job is, but like that's that's what they do. Like they just want to like it's it's basically like a, a a higher class of a hitchhiker, except they don't they're not hitchhiking anybody. Like they have their own transportation. But they like figure out their own way of like eating, sleeping, all these things, right? Like, so he was just this Argentinian guy visiting, and he and he doesn't have a camera, so he asked my dad if he could take some pictures with his camera because my dad had a nice camera, and then he was going to give him his email address, and so you know he was willing to pay my dad so that he could like send those photos to him to his email. And here I thought I was thinking this guy is like some kind of, some type of thief, right? And he was gonna like steal my dad's camera because he just like looked like it, you know. <laughs> so I was very anxious, I was very critical, I was very like just downhearted and just like just really had a, a filthy mouth as well. Like I just kind of I don't know, just talk really ill, right? Because I mean, it makes sense. If you're going to be critical, then you're going to use a potty mouth as well, right? You're going to use a filthy mouth. Because that's what happens when you have people that are restless, right? People that are restless are going to be, you know, just naturally going to exhibit that sort of language. And another thing that I was driven by was pleasures. You know, pleasures are every man's battle. Every man's battle. And the more I sought to fill this and make this right here, and I'm pointing out my heart, by the way, guys. <laughs> the more I sought to satisfy my heart with pleasures, the more I began to de-appreciate myself, the more I began to devalue myself, the more I began to put my worth on those pleasures 
Which is why when I pursued women and they no longer wanted to be with me, I took that very personal and it broke my heart many times. And then ironically, it made my heart even more turn to iron because I wasn't willing to let a woman into my heart ever. I want to make it clear though, okay? Despite all these characteristics that I've listed, I was never... I was never... I was never irresponsible. I was never unwise about my conduct, right? Like, I was always respectful of women, always respectful of women. But that didn't mean that I didn't think of them as being suspicious, right? Like, I know there's some out, some men out there that are just so broken and, 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 and just been nurtured with evil that they become abusive. I was never that. I want to make that super clear. I was never that. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't still this, like, critical guy in here, right? And, and that I sought pleasures here, right, for my heart. I was always respectful of women, always. But the, t but the moments that my heart was broken, right, all the times that it was broken, it kept getting shattered, right, and it kept getting worse, and then I started having a calloused heart, right? I started becoming a calloused heart, so then that made me, like, not want to allow a woman to take a hold of my heart, to, to be close to it. And so, yeah, I was very cold, right? I didn't really want to engage with anybody because if you are going to, like, I was always suspicious of you, right? Like, why are you engaging with me? <laughs> and and I'm only going to engage with you at a certain limit, right? I'm going to keep it, like, kind of like, here you are and here I am. Let's keep it that way. But then there's times when, like, I wanted to love a woman. And she didn't really reciprocate it back to me. And so I became more distraught and more broken because I found my worth in those women. You understand? Like, I found my worth in those women. And that is the wrong thing to do. Which is why I want that advice to young men out there to realize that don't do that. Because you are degrading yourself. And ultimately you are going to drown yourself in so much turmoil, so much confusion, so much sadness and anxiety and brokenness that you won't know how to find relief. But if you pursue truth that is edifying, that is loving, that will show you 
what it means to be loved and to be blessed by grace. I promise you, your life is going to be so much stronger. Your words are going to be sweeter. Your love is going to be deeper. And your outlook on life is going to be richer. And it will be incomparable. People will want to naturally be your friend because you have a heart that is grounded in truth. And that is going to be so much different from so many people in this world because we live in a broken world. Now, that doesn't mean that you're still not broken. Of course you are. But at least you know what your brokenness is worth. And you can be restored by those wonderful attributes that we've been designed with, which is to be loving, to be thoughtful, to be wise, to be caring, to be patient, to be peaceful. That is the ultimate goal of every single human being is peace. Which leads me to my final advice for young men and women. Learn to forgive. can't tell you how amazing forgiveness has changed my life. I am the guy today because of forgiveness. Because someone chose to forgive me when I didn't deserve it. Someone chose to say, I love you, son. And no matter how many times you have fallen, no matter how many times you have hurt people, no matter how many times you have been critical, no matter how many times you have chosen words poorly, no matter how many times you didn't take the wise decision. My love for you is enough and will absolutely restore what you are designed to be, which is to be this ever-loving, peaceful man. That doesn't mean that you'll never ever experience turmoil ever, of course. Trust me. Trust me when I say this. I've experienced more anxiety... (laughs) Let, let me let me let me let me rephrase that. I've experienced more attempts of anxiety attacks 
now that I've become more peaceful. But the difference is, I've learned to quiet those anxieties faster, better, more efficient. Why? Because in the end, I know where my worth is. It's not from a woman. It's not from pleasures. It's not from my material belongings. It's not from my work. And I love my work, by the way. It's not from even my own kind, even my own family. As much as I love every single one of them, as much as I love my own son, I love that boy to death. But my worth is not in him. I know there's a lot of people out there that say that their children is their world, but be very careful with that. Nope. You are the parent. You are the leader. You are the one that is supposed to show them. How to be in your world. Because my son is going to learn all of the awesome qualities I've learned late in my life. Because of the wisdom and the truth and the knowledge that I've acquired, that I've been given and blessed with, and it will be passed into him because he's learning from me and he is not my world. But I love that boy so very much. And I will do absolutely whatever it takes to make sure that he knows that he's loved, that he knows that I will always, always be a home for him, and that I will always try my best to support him as long as it is honorable. But even when he falls, even when he fails, even when he doesn't complete certain tasks, I will always be there for him. See, this is what forgiveness indirectly teaches you. You learn to quiet your heart. You learn to listen. You learn to like observe things. And once the storm has passed, once the people that have been angry at you for whatever reason has passed, you're still there and just like waiting right like like truly genuinely waiting for them to like approach you see that's the benefits of forgiveness forgiveness is for the unforgivable it's for the undeserved Now, you may think that that's an illogical statement. And by all means, linguistically speaking, of course, that is that makes that doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> because how can you forgive something that is unforgivable? But see, 
that's exactly how forgiveness works because forgiveness is for the unforgivable otherwise why would you have forgiveness why would it even exist how can a person be graceful if there wasn't turmoil if there wasn't conflict if there wasn't deceit lies hurt pain how can a person be graceful if those things didn't exist i'm not saying that they are good things that they exist no 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 no. it's unfortunate that they exist because we live in a broken world they remind us of what human beings were designed to be which is to be loving to be honoring to be graceful to be peaceful and so that is the third most important attribute you need to invest in your personality in your life learn to forgive learn to be forgiving and your days will be countless and will be so overjoyed with peace and love and 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 so much like true 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 like kindness you know recently there was an interaction that I could have easily just like reacted and just like been like I need more explanation or like what's going on <laughs> things like that you know but then I realized like that's not who I am that's not who I want to be learned from my brokenness to be loving to be caring to be patient to be peaceful and the people that want to instigate and try to make me unrestless are the same people that are restless that have some internal conflict that they haven't resolved that they're going through some really tough times internally and they are wanting someone to help them or at least someone to listen to them which is why 
my conduct is forgiveness. And it is patience. And it's holding my tongue, which is very hard to do in this culture. So many people have everything to say and nothing to say at the same time. <laughs> Isn't that the irony of all ironies? But if you learn to quiet your heart, if you learn to slow your anger, if you learn to rest your soul in true grace and mercy, nothing or no one will ever, can ever hurt you again. doesn't mean that you won't feel frustration. Heck yeah. I felt frustration almost on a daily basis. Almost. There is frustration. Oh yeah. Just because a person is more peaceful, more loving, doesn't mean they don't experience it. Man, they experience it even worse. Like I said, I've experienced I've experienced more anxiety attempts ever since it became more peaceful. I've experienced more of those episodes like like when I say attempts y'all, I mean like like I know when that was going to happen to me. I know when those anxiety attacks are going to are going to occur. But I've learned to quiet my heart. I've learned to manage it and I've learned to like just give it to Let's just let's just talk about the white elephant, y'all. I've learned to give it to God. I've learned to give it to God. And I know that God is never going to not take that pain away I honor him and even though I'm nothing compared to the Lord he still loves me and us. Can you just like think about that for a second, right? If something as perfect as that, that really doesn't need you, like, like in reality, really doesn't need you, still loves you? from that guy I want to learn why you say that why you think like that what does that say about me that is how I approach relationships now 
If you truly say that you love me, if you truly say that you respect and honor my characteristics, then darling, I will, lo I will love you to the end of days. I will honor you, I will protect you, I will cherish you, and whatever issues that come up, and issues will come up, conflict will occur, miscommunication will happen. I'm going to rest in peace, waiting. in understanding, in compassion. Sure, you are gorgeous physically, you are intelligent mentally, and you might be nice in here. Does your heart offer peace? If not, you're probably not ready for a relationship. And even if I may be the might be the guy that can like help you get there. You need a have a relationship with your with your savior. You need to talk to God and ask him to help you out in that area. Cuz only he can show you how to be peaceful. Only he can show you how to be merciful. How do, only he can show you how and what to do with your gift of an intelligent mind with your upbringing of a good heart. Only he can tell you what to do with your physical beauty. Where is your soul? It's looking for a place. Give it to the Lord. you find that then surround yourself with people that will honor you in that way that will protect you in that way that will cherish you in that way and ultimately a husband that will nourish you in that way dedicate this next poem 
to those that have a heart to be in a loving relationship and truly have the most significant definition of what it means to be a friend. And I'd especially dedicate this next poem to my dearest, dearest friend whom I loved before I knew that I was loved in return or didn't even know or ever will know that you're going to love me in return. I dedicate this next one to you so that you know that my intentions were always to be your best friend. Because if the good Lord allows it someday for us to be married, my friendship with you will be part of that foundation. And whenever we have those problems, we can resolve it together because I am your friend before I became your lover. And no matter what, if we ever have children, I was always your friend before I became the father to our children. You are the beating of my heart in this world. And I have such a privilege and honor to love you in that way. Because you, woman, even though you might have a hard time seeing it, I know, I know you know you're pretty. I know it. I know you know you're smart. You don't need me to tell you those things. In fact, that's probably what you use to lure me. <laughs> but I know you desire peace. I know there's turmoil in you that you want rest. And I know that's what you ultimately see in my heart. And I know that's what you ultimately are attracted to and that you want in your own life. Thousands of men will promise you so many things for you. Materially, financially, whatever. Emotionally, perhaps, maybe intellectually, perhaps. I'm not worried about being better than them. I will never, ever be worried about being better than them. kindness and wisdom come from 
the Heavenly Father. And my grace, my love, and my peace is what I can offer you. That is the future that we can build on. I am more than willing to, and I'm so ready to build a future. So ready. and I am loving I will edify you all the days of your life I will grow and challenge you intellectually for as long as it takes I will offer your heart a safe place where you no longer have to feel used perhaps even rejected. My arms are, will always be open to you. And you will always come before everyone and everything else. Even our children, if we ever have them. That doesn't mean that I don't love them less. I just mean that you, my darling, are whom I built my relationship with. And that's why I consider you my best friend. So take this next poem as you will. your soul to try. You love the friend who just stands by. Perhaps there's nothing he can do. The thing is strictly up to you. For there are troubles all your own. Paths the soul must tread alone. Times when love cannot smooth the road, nor friendship lift the heavy load. But 
just to know you have a friend who will stand by until Whose sympathy through all endures, whose warm hand clasp is always yours. It helps some way to pull you through, although there's nothing he can do. And so, the f- with fervent heart, you cry, God bless the friend who just stands by. This is a second poem, also dedicated to my dearest, dearest friend. I ask but one thing of you. That always you will be my dream of you. That never shall I wake to find untrue. All this I have believed and rested on. Forever vanished like a vision gone. Out into the night. Alas, how few there are who strike in us a chord we knew existed, but so seldom heard its tone, we tremble at the half-forgotten sound. The world is full of rude awakenings, and heaven-born Castles shattered to the ground. Yet still our human longing vainly clings to a belief in beauty through all wrongs. Oh, stay your hand and leave my heart its songs. forgiveness. 
the three attributes all young men and grown men must have. And once you achieve these things, only then will you be ever able to offer true peace and union with the woman that you share your life with. And ladies, that's the man you need to find in your life. All of you know this lesson already. Beauty is fleeting. Yes, don't get me wrong. You probably want something that is like somewhat aesthetically like f pleasing to you, right? Like in, in some ways, I know that's not important. But you know, you want something that's a little bit attractive, right? And sure, you want somebody that has like some pursuit of finances, right? Not necessarily like filthy rich, but like, you know, wealthy enough to sustain a home by himself, right? Like somebody that is stable in that way. Because all of these are reflections of their personality, right? Somebody that doesn't have a stable job will most likely have an unstable life, right? Whatever that may be, okay? You can see it in the way they spend their free time. Right? They might be party dudes, they might be liking to sleep around, they might be just wanting to pursue the superficial pleasures, right? To make only this happy. They might be a person that's super smart, super wise, man. They just like think and know about so much information. They might be happy up here. They might know how to speak eloquently. They might know how to speak kindly. But do they know where their soul is? And most of the time, if they don't know where it is, where it's being placed, where it's being nurtured and nourished, that man will never offer you peace. He can't because he doesn't have it. He doesn't feel it himself. How can you offer peace to someone else if you don't even have it for yourself? You don't even know how to experience it. You don't even know how it feels like. That's why, ladies, you need to find the guy that is honorable, that is pursuing truth, and that is graceful and peace and forgiving. Because... Only then, when they have those three attributes, major, major attributes. And by the way, there's subcategories in each of these attributes, okay? For example, honor, right? Like, there's subcategories in there. But if they don't have those three categories down pat, right? Most likely, their soul is unrest. And most of the time, those guys that have those will are so compassionate, they're so kind, patient. That's the man that you need to pursue. And he will love you to your dying days. But do me one little favor, though. Be 
before you pursue that man that we just discussed. Make sure your soul is at rest first. Do not place your faith in another man. You need to find rest for your hearts first. Don't pursue or find other means of significance or affirmation. Alright, yes, we live in a social media world where it's easy to get that instant gratification, but even you know that that's not enough. Sure, you want somebody to acknowledge your existence, you want somebody to acknowledge how pretty you look, you want somebody to acknowledge just how cool and like, you know, hey, you can cook, you can... You're pursuing what career? Wow, that's amazing! But notice who's saying that to you. Some random... Simp across the globe or maybe like across the city where you live in <laughs> they don't care about those things they just want you to acknowledge them and the moment they don't get that from you well they're done That's not a man of peace. That's not a man of honor. That's not a man that's pursuing truth. That's not a man that is graceful and forgiving. That's not a man of peace. That's not what you want. So before you even attempt to pursue a man of peace that has those attributes, make sure your own soul and your own heart is in the right place. Find a place of rest. Find a place that nurtures your heart with true wisdom that is loving, that is thoughtful, that is caring, that shows you your value and your worth. Because my goodness, and blessed be the name of the Lord for instilling this but he loves you more than any man could ever love you. Including guys like me. Don't get me wrong, I'm gonna try till my dying days, till my last breath, to love you as hard as I can. But the one who loves me most is the one that's gonna love you even more. That's why you don't have to worry about what other people think about you. What other people say about you. Now, don't get me wrong, it's nice to have those compliments. Yes, nice. But a man that is honorable, that is pursuing truth and is grace and peaceful, he is humble. 
and humility doesn't pay attention to those things. He pays attention to how much his conduct is honorable, how much his conduct is peaceful, how much his conduct will teach others. That's the man for you. He is worthy of your heart. He will kiss it up and down, sideways, backwards, everywhere. He will embrace you with the most warm hug in your coldest days, in your most trying days, in your most sad days, in your most challenging days, and the most craziest of days. He will embrace you until you are ready to overcome this obstacle together. You are not meant to be alone. The modern world and the science world, okay? The, this is not a criticism of science. I love science and... and you know, there's good science and there's also bad one. <laughs> Just like there's good literature and there's also bad literature. There's good poems and there's really bad poetry. But as much as the modern world is telling you that you can do it on your own, it's a farce, okay? It's a tactic. It's a marketing tactic because the more individuals you can like basically talk to, then the more profit you can get. I read a statistic recently about the World Cup, okay? The one that's happening right now in Qatar. Which, by the way, tomorrow is the final. Argentina versus France. <laughs> but I read a statistic recently that the World Cup this year was the most, sought, the most watched World Cup of all time. You know why? Because most people are watching it on their phones. Individually. You see, World Cup used to be a family-oriented event, and in many countries it still is, okay? In Latin America, I know for a fact my own family in Chile watches the World Cup as a family event. In fact, tomorrow, I'm, for the final, I'm getting together with my brother and his family, and we're going to watch it together on one screen, because it's a family event for us. But make no mistake, the marketing media world doesn't want you to do that. They want you to watch it individually because the more numbers they have, the more they can charge companies for airing their commercials. They don't give a crap if you watch it with your family. They just want more devices to tune in. So yeah, this World Cup is the most watched because most people are watching it on individually on their phones or tablets or laptops, I don't know, something. And kudos to Norway, by the way, for sabotaging the World Cup because of the human rights issues that are ha that didn't happen in Qatar, right? So kudos to Norway for like standing their ground and actually having like a morality.
Anyways, back to what I was trying to say, guys. We are not meant to do things alone. Here's something that I'm going to be very careful saying, and I'm so sorry. Oh, man, you don't even, I don't even know if I should share this, but like... It really, really, like, makes me worried. Really makes me worried. That now... Oh, man, I don't even know how to say this. I love children. I love children with all my heart. I only have one. But someday I hope to have more. In fact, I have this poem that I'm writing about. It's for my daughter that if ever I'm blessed with one day that she can read when she's older. And whenever it's done, I'm gonna make a TikTok video about it and make an actual video. It's a, a poem for my daughter. I don't have one, but I hope to have one one day. <laughs> I love children. But it's scary to think that we live in a world now that the advances are so, so advanced. Okay? Medical advances is so, so advanced. Then now... You don't need... A man... Or in some cases a woman to... child that is a scary thought y'all all right yes I know there's some special circumstances where you know it just that it's just how it had to be because of you know whatever individual choice was made sure in fact one of my friends okay one of my friends I'm not gonna say where but like one of my friends actually like had a child by herself. And I know she's happy right now. And I'm happy for her. But allow me to share this piece of information that doesn't get talked about a lot. And now I'm speaking as a scholar, by the way, because I worked with a great scholar. His name is Vincent Waldrop. And he does, he dedicated his research to a field called fatherhood communication. Okay? Fatherhood communication. This man is so well-versed in this field, and he's an expert in it. I encourage all of you to read his work. But not a lot of people talk about his work. Why? Because it goes against our modern, in many ways, godless culture. In his work, he shows you through statistics that he himself conducted 
him and his partners, by the way, okay, like like his team, went around the United States and did an extensive survey and research on the dangers of children growing up without a father. And the likelihood of children that do not grow without a father, that do not grow with a father in their house, in their life, have a severely dangerous risk of suicide, depression, so many psychological issues that manifest late in their life when they're adults. Many of them don't even become successful in their careers. There's always going to be anomalies, there's always going to be exceptions, but make no mistake, even those guys that become successful experience other issues in their life, psychological, when they get to a point in their life where everything is like fine. They have all the wealth they have in the world, but they still experience depression, loneliness. Children are not meant to not have a father in their life, as well as mothers, okay? Y'all are so important. You guys are necessary. Y'all are so necessary. Mother, mothers have such, an in, such a unique connection with their children. And it is so vital, so important that they have such that they ha that they have to have that connection. You have to have that connection with your children. In fact, let me say this real quick before I continue with that thought. All of us have heard of unconditional love, right? All of us have heard of that. You know who talks about that a lot, by the way? Jesus. He talks about that constantly in the New Testament. There is one little condition though, okay? It's not totally unconditional. And the condition is, is that you honor God, right? Because it makes sense. Like, how can you how can you how can you pursue something if you don't really pursue them? Right? How can you actually be loved if you don't want to love in return, <laughs> right? But if you do have the desire, if you do have the desire to honor, to pursue truth, but if you do have the desire, if you do have the desire to honor, to pursue truth, then what happens is, is that, well, okay, here I am, and I'm broken, I'm unworthy, I am going to fail, I am not going to be 
doing things perfect, right? I'm, I'm going to lack in many areas, but you know what? He still loves me. That's what I mean, my unconditional love, right? All of that is secondary because now you are wanting to pursue and honor God himself. So therefore, as a father is to his children, that is how God is to us. No matter how many times my boy will fail in some of his things in his life, no matter how many times he may not be successful in some things, no matter how many times he might experience pain or maybe even cause pain, I'm still going to be his dad. And I'm always going to do my best to direct him to righteousness, to be honorable, to pursue truth, and to be graceful and forgiving. Don't worry, ladies. I haven't forgot y'all. That manifestation of unconditional love stems from y'all. Earthly speaking, okay? Earthly speaking. Because you have such an intricate connection with your children that you bore them for nine months before they came out of your womb, right? That they existed and were, were living life in your womb before they came out into this world. That connection that you have with your children is exactly why we understand how unconditional love works. Because you yourself will do and feel your children's hurt, your children's failures, your children's lack of everything or some things. They know that they can come back to you because you are their home. That's why I absolutely praise that design because y'all have that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful connection of unconditional love with your children. And so mothers, you are absolutely important in a children's life. But make no mistake, a father is just as important to direct, to lead, to guide, to be a pillar, to show your children what it means to endure the hardest of seasons. And especially when it comes to relationships. Relationships are the ones that are the number one cause for so many like depression and heartaches. Right? I mean, money as well. Money is another reason. <laughs> but, but relationships is a huge one. And you know what? As a dad, I'm going to show my son that no matter how many times your heart's going to get broken, bro, little dude, <laughs> my boy, mi hijo, yo siempre estaré por aquí para ti. Siempre estaré por aquí, para ti. Yo te quiero con un amor más profundo y más sincero. Nada te faltará en amor de parte de mí. 
yo seré una casa aquí en la tierra, pero nuestro Dios seré tu casa eternal, celestial. Él te amará más que yo, siempre. Pero yo te ayudaré, yo te alentaré. Yo te voy a abrazar, yo te voy a guiar. Yo te voy a amar sin condiciones. Porque tú eres mi hijo. Tú eres mi sangre. Alright. Alright, y'all. This has been a great, great podcast. This is the Jay Rolden Speaks. If you're new to this podcast, I want you to know one thing. I have a podcast on Spotify. So if you don't follow me there, I need you to download Spotify and I need you to search for my podcast. It's called Jay Rolden Speaks. All right. So Jay Rolden, just like the TikTok here, Jay Rolden Speaks. And once you find that podcast, you'll see a profile picture of my face. And please, please follow it. I want you to rate the show, by the way. Okay, it has a five. There's a rating of a five star. So rate the show. Let me know what you think. I also have some questions there. So whatever you think the show could use, maybe some suggestions. Let me know in the Q and A section of the Spotify account. And one little thing I also want to add on here. I have some supporters, monthly supporters on my podcast. So if you find it in your heart to support my podcast, I would absolutely, absolutely be so thankful. And I can't tell you how much my current supporters have helped me continue the podcast because it does take a lot of time and effort to get all these lights and these microphones all set up. And also, as you you may not think this, but even this mic right now actually is deteriorating, right? You may not see it right now. You may not hear it right now, but eventually it does go bad, okay? Because that's just the nature of electronics. Like they don't last forever, but All I'm trying to say, y'all, is like your support really goes a long way. And I absolutely love my podcast and I love Spotify as a platform. As much as I like doing these TikTok lives, that Spotify account is definitely where I want to spend a lot of the rest of my time. And so I encourage you all to go check it out. There's some content on there that I don't do on these TikTok lives. And who knows? It might speak to your soul. It might edify you. It is nothing but wholesome content. I just want to guarantee that to y'all. So once again, go download Spotify, search for J. Rolden Speaks and rate the show. Let me know what suggestions you have. And if you are able to, I would love your support. I would love your help in that area. And I want to say a special thank you to all my current supporters, all my patrons. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I know I've been out of the podcast lives for some time but now that i'm on christmas vacation right now i tend to be on here a little bit more often at least until like the beginning of january and so i'm looking forward to posting more content on there but once again thank you so much for sticking with me thank you so much for supporting me thank you so much for all of your encouraging and love and really loving comments i really really appreciate all that guys but please know that All this is for one particular glory that has nothing to do with me. 
I just want to leave a good legend, le legacy for my own child, and maybe if I ever have a daughter, maybe she'll see this one day. <laughs> if so, baby girl, you shouldn't be up this late. <laughs> make sure you, make sure you filter all, filter all the bad boys, okay? And make sure your heart is in a peaceful place, okay, baby? Anyway, <laughs> all right, y'all. This has been fun. Once again, go to Spotify and search for J. Walden Speaks. <laughs>